0: Hello, y'all. It's been a long time. Um, this is Kayla, and welcome back to my podcast, Duhas Pos- Podcast of Positive Things. Today, I have my brother with me here. His name's Kyle. Say hello. Hello. Um, Kyle is an evangelist. What is an evangelist, Kyle?
1: An evangelist is somebody who spreads the word of God to the lost, and then also revives the people that are either backslid or lukewarm.
0: Um, Kyle is also apostolic. What is Apostolic, Kyle?
1: Apostolic is a branch off of Pentecostalism, which stems from the Azusa Street Revival. And uh, we believe in holiness. And some of our main views that differ from other branches of the denominations of Christianity is that we believe that Jesus is the Father, and we reject the Trinity that was established at the Council of Nicaea around 300 A.D. by the Catholic Church. And two other things that sort of differ us from other branches is, well, you know, we believe that the, the evidence of receiving the Holy Ghost is the speaking of new tongues, and this is accompanied with the new birth. Uh, and then finally, we believe that women should wear women apparel, and they shouldn't wear pants and, and things of that nature, and that they should shouldn't cut their hair. Because the Bible says that her hair is her glory and that a man, sh- it's shameful for a man to have long hair so that a man should cut his hair. Uh, so those are some of the main distinctions between it, them and, and uh, others. Also that women shouldn't wear men's clothes and men shouldn't right. wear women's clothes? Men men shouldn't wear women's clothes. Men should not wear dresses. That's pretty clear. But women, women shouldn't wear men's clothes and that's why women shouldn't wear pants. <clears throat> And uh, genes and su- such of that nature.
0: Um, so you can kind of go ahead and get a feel of what this podcast is going to be about. Today we're going to talk about Christianity. Um, if you want to go back and listen to my previous podcast, we talk about Satanism. We talk about spirituality. We talk about a lot of sensitive topics, which is all of my podcast. Before we get started, just like always, this is a podcast of positive things. This is just a simple conversation. You gain, sh- you gain knowledge through two people. This is not an argument. This is not supposed to be... Harmful in any way, we're just talking, saying how we feel. Hopefully we can awaken others, and this is just a positive podcast. And I want to start off with the sins. Kyle, can you tell me what are, like, what sins? I know that there is, like, kind of the same thing for the Satanic Bible. What about the Christian Bible? Also, what Bible version do you read?
1: Uh... I believe the King James Version is the closest to the original. However, sometimes there will be certain words that in other translations, uh, due to our language barrier and the times that we live in compared to the times that the writings were actually written, sometimes there might be words in which uh, the King James Version might have an accurate translation. But it's not. But we have a wrong understanding of the word because it might be the second definition of the word or it might be the third definition of the word, which would be more commonly used for that, for that word uh, back in those times. However, if you have any discrepancies, you can go back to the interlinear Greek and Hebrew. Uh, for the Greek would be the New Testament and the Hebrew would be the Old Testament.
0: Now, uh, before we start with the sins, I wanted to ask you a question. Is there anything that you want to say to somebody out there who is thinking about becoming a Christian? What would you, what, what would you want to say to them?
1: I would say find an apostolic church and ask questions because, uh, I mean, usually you can find people that will give you answers to your questions. And if it's just simply a matter of absence of knowledge, then there's a plentiful amount of people who are willing to answer your questions. So if your questions is what's keeping you from, from it, ask questions
0: uh what is your i know that you talk to a lot of people and help uh them come to god what is your instagram and your snapchat
1: my snapchat is cross ministries k-r-o-s underscore m-i-n-i-s-t-r-i-e-s and then my instagram's a lot more simpler it's just samples kyle
0: all right so let's start off with the sins
1: okay so in the old testament uh God gave a covenant called the Old Covenant, which is where we get the word testament from, to the nation of Israel, and they had six hundred and thirty-three commandments that they had to follow. So the nation of Israel today still believes that they have to follow these. However, Jesus said that he came not to abolish the law but to fulfill the law. And so we no longer abound by the Old Testament. And so some people with misunderstanding will sometimes say, well, it says this in Deuteronomy and it says this in Leviticus. How come you don't do that, but you do this over here in Matthew? So that's due to their misunderstanding of, of Scripture. When you, when you are contracted to abide by something, when, the, when, the, when both parties have fulfilled their side of the contract, the contract is void. If I'm required due to a contract to pay $50 for a month, After that month, I still do not have to pay $50 because the contract has been fulfilled. So, because of the Old Testament and the covenants that that were made, Christ fulfilled them by completely living a sinless life and abiding by all 633 commandments um, and not not breaking any of them. So, therefore, he was able to give us a new covenant. Again, covenant is, is... Derived from from testaments, so, derived from covenant, and we have to abide by the commandments of Christ that was mentioned in the New Testament.
0: So, is that like so? What you just said is that basically, Jesus died for our sins, so
1: it <clears throat> wouldn't be. We we so the way that that the Old Testament was is that the way that we had mercy was through sacrifice. We were we were sinners, and the only way that we could be reconciled unto God. Is through a temporary sacrifice, but Jesus is the permanent sacrifice the for our sins. So so that we we no longer sacrifice animals, we're not Satanist. Okay. This this was done away with when Christ was, was the was the holy lamb of God slain for all sin. So the sin had us bound and we were under the law. Because the law says that we're guilty. The law says that we have to do this and that, but we're no longer under the law. We're under grace because because Christ paid the the price for sins and he freed us from the bondage of the law. He freed us from the curses because the Bible says that if you obeyed, he he gave you blessings if you obeyed his commandments. But then in the Old Testament, he also gave you cursings. He said, if you obey me, I'll protect you. If you don't obey me... I'll let your enemies prevail over you. So there were blessings and cursings, but Christ became the curse of the law on the cross so that we no longer have to be bound by these, by these consequences of sin.
0: Who gave those original 600 and something?
1: They were given, they were given uh, by, Mo, by Moses when he went up to Mount Sinai. Uh, the commandments uh, God gave to Moses on Mount Sinai, uh, whenever he was writing them down the first time, they came to the nation of Israel. He came down from the mountain after about, I believe about 40 days, and then they were already they were already sacrificing to a false idol. So then Moses, in his anger, broke the tablets. He went back up to the Mount of Sinai, and this time it says that God wrote them. And so those are those supposedly are still in. In the uh, the so temple day. So
0: why did God write those six hundred things and then became the ultimate sacrifice? So we only so like we didn't have to live like that. Like why did He write those in the first place?
1: Because it's about separation. God wanted He so so God's a holy God, and there's things that He tolerates and there's things that He doesn't tolerate. There's things that of His nature He loves and things of His nature He hates, but He also had a a a. A desire for his people to be separate from the world and so some of these commandments that are within the 633 were commandments to set his his nation apart from other people so is
0: that like the beginning of like so that is the beginning of God leading people to him and he just had to do that to get people to come to him to separate them you know like <clears throat> Like that was God getting people to come to Him.
1: Yes, because that was Him making. That was Him making an agreement with people. Yeah. So, so God said, "If you'll do this, I'll do this. If you'll do that, I'll do this. But if you don't do this, then this is what I'm going to do." But it was also because his, his in order for God to be with man, there were very specific requirements that had to have taken place in the Old Testament. We were, we were, I mean, there was only given temporal sacrifices for sins. So, we, God only dwelled, dwelled with them in the holies of holies. But the only person who was even allowed to go into that was the high priest only one day out of the entire year. So there was a clear separation of man from God. Yeah. But in the, but by Christ dying on the cross... The Bible says the veil was tore. And because we were cleansed from sins, we were made righteous. And because we were made clean before God, we were reconciled unto God again so that God can now dwell with us, not just with us, but He can dwell in us because we're clean. Restoring us to the, to the holy estate that man was before the fall. But it, it, was, a, it was, a, was thousands of years of, of, of a process that God had to do to fulfill things with his people.
0: Okay, I understand now. So like that was like God like because God created the heaven, the earth and the people and then it like it was his time to come down and lead people to him so like people could be saved. People could go to heaven, you know They couldn't go to heaven at
1: that time yet because because they had sin. However they could go to a place called Abraham's bosom, which was referred to as paradise. It was a place of rest And it was separate from hell. But according to the parable of Lazarus and the rich man, the the paradise people could see the people in hell. But there was a clear distinction. The people in hell were suffering, but the people in in paradise were, were having peace. But there's a clear distinction. But when Christ died, he went to the grave. And for those three days he was in the grave, he was witnessing to the people in paradise. And whenever he rose, the people in paradise rose with him. And hell swallowed up, swallowed it up and expanded. There was no more paradise. The people were raised with Christ because they had been cleansed. Then they God ha- created heaven. Well, no, God, heaven was already there, yeah. but but they just weren't allowed there because because like, they had sin. They, yeah. it was they were tainted, but God had cleansed them.
0: So basically, God was the ultimate sacrifice so people could be saved. They so they wouldn't live in sin like.
1: Could, God was the ultimate sacrifice, not just to free you from the consequence of sin, but but to free you from the bondage of sin itself, because the Bible says, he who sins is a slave to sin. So if you're a sinner, you're a slave to sin. But the Bible says, he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Christ paid for our freedom, yeah. not just from the freedom of the consequence, but freedom from the bondage, because sin sin d- delivers you to bondage. If you have a an addiction... You are bound by that addiction, yeah. but Christ paid the price so that you could be free from those addictions. Yeah.
0: Okay, on your sin. Okay, let's talk about the sins. Where do you want to start? What are? Isn't there seven deadly sins? Like,
1: no, the Bible doesn't talk about something like that. That's that's stuff you'll find on Wikipedia and and the, the Catholic things. Yeah. But the Bible the Bible says that there are seven things that are detestable to Him. But those aren't seven deadly sins because they're not talking about gluttony. What all does it
0: mean detestable?
1: So there's so detestable and, and abominations are, are sort of similar. So it's just things that are hot, that are just that extra level. So you for example, you wouldn't compare a white lie to say you going and stabbing a baby a hundred times and killing it. You wouldn't compare those two. Yeah. So so in the eyes of God, all sin is bad. All sin is evil. All sin leads to hell. However, there are some things that are just completely on a different level. And so some of those things are uh, pride uh, and... and, and, uh, Can, and Explain uh, these
0: for me. Like, okay, those seven sins. Uh, could you be forgiven for those seven yes. sins? You have to repent.
1: So, well, there, you have to do more things for that for salvation, but... It, it, in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19, it says there are, excuse me, it says there are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, a lie, haughty eyes is pride, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes. What does that mean? Well, if if I'm if I'm devising something wicked against somebody like, else. Like, like, going, like planning you, like, the I, shit I'm the gonna, school? I, I'm going to, yeah. Okay, Okay. I'm planning, I'm planning this. I'm going to go shoot up the school, and I'm going to choke this child. Devising wicked schemes. Feet that are quick to rush into evil. What does that mean? Like somebody who is quick to fall? And if evil, if evil ever happens, and you see, like, for example, if, let's just say that uh, you see, you see a, 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 a store being robbed. And you go and, and help and, 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 and you go and help them. Yeah. You, your, your, your initial reaction is not to cower in fear. It's not to try and stop him. It's to join them, join okay. them in the evil. All right, I understand. Okay, and then a false witness who pours out lies. That'd be like somebody lying in court okay. to just intentionally to, to harm you. Okay, and then finally, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. So, so that's sort of like strife. So, for example, if you have a, if you're a, if you're you know a family. For example, this would be somebody... Your,
0: for example, your grandpa. <laughs> so, if,
1: if if you have a family, and you have that one family member who just always wants to stir up trouble for no reason, just because okay. he likes it? Just his That grandpa. That's what that would be. But an, uh, a comparison to this in the New Testament is, is the sin of strife. And this is among brethren, among people who are in Christ, and you decide to cause trouble with other people who are believers. But the Bible says that we're not called to, to have that attitude towards other believers. We're... We're supposed to do that uh differently. But these are these are not seven deadly sins. These are just six six things that the Lord hates and seven that are detestable to him. Okay, so six the seven, <clears throat> those were the six sins that he hates, right? Well, God hates all sin, but but it's just to make it and make it it's 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 not like he doesn't hate other sins. It's kind of like it's to emphasize, hey, these things are these rings are worse. It's like going up the, 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 like, step ladder, like... Like, you can say, I hate when coffee, were- but then you could say, but I, but I absolutely, I, I detest. It's grotesque. It's, it's disgusting if you do this. It's like when it's you being, were- It's being, it's emphasizing, say, hey, this is, this is bad, oh, but this is really bad.
0: It's like in school where you go up the ladder, like, your fish goes on green, and then it goes to red, and then it goes to blue, and then it goes to purple, and now you're in ISD, and, like, it's even worse, Right.
1: Like, Uh, it's, like, it's just, it's worse. It's, it's, it's degrees of evil. Yeah. Some things, for example, a lie, you know, all sin is evil. But a lie is not as evil compared to killing six million Jews. Yeah. Like Hitler. Okay. It's not comparable, but there, but there are degrees. There are degrees.
0: Can you lie, but, like. The Bible
1: says that a lie is, 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 is a, is a false tongue in, in, in. In the, what if you're lying in the act of trying to intentionally deceive somebody? No, like
0: like if you're lying, like I'm setting up a surprise birthday party for Chris, and I told Chris, I said, "Oh, you can't come home because they're spraying the house for bugs," but really, I'm like secretly setting up a surprise party for him to come home. I'm technically lying to him, but is that wrong if I were to lie? Like
1: it, it's wrong because you're not supposed to lie. Because the thing is, is that even whether it's whether it's it's in in an innocent heart, it's still a it's still an evil act. Because the thing is, is that uh, that can lead to other things. Okay, that's okay, but now this is okay. And now that that's okay, then I can say this. And because I can say this, and it leads down a road in which you start telling regular lies. Yeah. And then you start telling even worse lies, and, and lying and, and lying and lying and lying and so it, it, it's 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 something that leads leads on the wrong path it's about the path that you choose if you tell lies you're on the path of destruction you're on the path of evil you 're on the path of the works of the flesh. but okay. if you tell the truth and you and you and you, and you, and you have love <coughs> and you and you try and do good and you try and follow god then you're on the path of of life
0: all right what is the next, like, the seven deadly sins No, there is
1: no, the Bible doesn't talk about Well, what are the other sins? Okay, so in, in, so alright, so in the New Testament, we are not bound by the 633 old commandments that was given to the nation of Israel. We are not the nation of Israel, physically. That was given to the nation of Israel, that was given to the Jews. We are not Jews and we're also no longer under the old covenant because Christ fulfilled it. He therefore gave us a new covenant. And in this new covenant, we are to obey what he says. So any any commandments he gives in the New Testament, that's the commandments that we are to follow, as well as the Ten Commandments. Because the Ten Commandments is the moral law of God, and it carries over. So God's are there only Ten Commandments? Ten, no. There are, ten, there are the Ten Commandments, which is the moral law, but then every commandment of Christ. So if Christ tells you to do something, that's a commandment you have to follow, we are following Christ now.
0: Okay. What are the <laughs> What are the sins a, that are worse than the ones that you just mentioned?
1: That are worse than what? Uh,
0: worse than like false tongues, spreading drama, like.
1: Okay. Uh. So, the abominations. Yeah, the abominations of of God in the Bible. Okay.
0: Are, can you okay? Can you be for as long as you repent for those sins that you just said? Are you free? Like, are you free? Like,
1: There is only... <clears throat> I think there's two or three sins that are unforgivable. The rest are forgivable if, if there's true repentance there. But there, so, so, the first sin that, that's unforgivable is blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. So what does that mean? Blasphemy... Now, there's this... Within this comes another one. But... Uh, so, I'll give you the verse. The sin of blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> okay uh, in Mark no right so in Mark chapter 3 starting at verses 22 through 30 it says and the scribes who came down from Jerusalem were saying he is possessed by Beelzebub and by the prince of demons he cast out the demons and he called to them and said to them in parables how can ca- Satan cast out Satan so there's an instance in Mark the Gospel of Mark, where the scribes and, and, and obviously the Pharisees are too, they're coming to Christ and they're saying that when Christ was casting out devils, that he himself has a devil and he's casting out devils through Satan. So this is one instance in which. I'm confused. Okay, hold on. This is one instance of blasphemy of the Holy Ghost because what Christ was doing by the power of God, they were saying it was Satan. So, for example, if if there's a true if there's a true healing, and somebody is healed, but then you, through the power of the Holy Ghost, because man has no power, but God does, and how and how God operates is through the power of the Holy Ghost upon men. So, if somebody has a healing, but then somebody says, "Well, that's Satan, that's blasphemy of the Holy Ghost," but because you just you just said the the miracle that God just did. You get you told you said that Satan. But did. isn't
0: when the what's it called like they said that during the end days that somebody's going to come and they're going to say they're that they're uh they're jesus they're going to be doing miracles they're going to be really handsome like that's the
1: antichrist yeah that's during the seven-year tribulation but what
0: if people were like they 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 actually thought that it was like
1: Well, they are going to.
0: Like, it was God. Well, they are going
1: to. And then you have Christians. The Bible says that they are going to believe that. They are going to believe. The Bible says that if if the days of the elect, the people who are going to be saved, if the days of the people who are going to be saved weren't shortened, meaning if they didn't get raptured out, even some of the believers would be deceived that's how great of a deception the bible says it's going to be. Is it says that if your days weren't shortened, even some of you would be deceived. So it's going to be a great deception. There is going to be a great deception. However, God God always gives, he always gives ways in which he speaks to them, he speaks to people and in the last days it says that there's going to be two witnesses. Now, there's speculation over who these two witnesses are going to be. Some say it's going to be uh, witnesses lo- of what? they're going to be witnesses of God. For example, okay. there's going to be the, fa- the Antichrist and the false prophet. The false prophet's going to do miracles, and he's going to say the Antichrist is God. But then there's going to be two witnesses who are going to say, no, that's, that's not God. That's Satan. That's a false prophet right there. And they themselves are also going to do miracles. The Bible says that they'll breathe fire. The Bible says that they'll they'll have the ability to to withhold rain. They'll have the ability to cast down fire from heaven. It says that they'll have have power. And the Bible says that any any man that tries to harm them will be killed. But the Bible says that after a certain amount of days of the the two witnesses preaching, saying, hey, that's not not real, the Bible says they're going to be killed. But then the Bible also says that they're going to be raised to life. Yeah. And then that's also going to be another thing like, whoa, these people just got raised back from the dead. And then the Bible says so that's one of the ways in which God still, even in the midst of the tribulation, in the midst of the great deception, he's still going to have truth there. They're still going to be they're still going to be saying, Hey, we're followers of the true God. That's the Antichrist. That's the false prophet. But it would be better for you, to so miss to miss the tribulation so and to be raptured with God because the, those days are going to be worse days than any days that the earth has ever seen.
0: So basically, the <clears throat> false prophet is like God of the Antichrist.
1: No, the false prophet is is is.
0: Why are, they, are they two separate people? Because val- like,
1: like, because they're validating the Christ. It's a mockery of God because what happened is is John the Baptist was a prophet who bared witness of Christ. So it's going to be the same manner Satan mocks and he mimics God, so he's going to have a false prophet who's going to prepare his way and who's going to say that he's the Christ. So just like John the Baptist prepared, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make your path straight for him. And, and he's going to profess, you know how John the Baptist professed and said, that Christ is coming, right? He prepared the way for him in the same manner Satan mocks and he mimics and he wants to be God. So he's gonna have a false prophet. Okay. And that false prophet's gonna say this is the Christ. I understand.
0: Okay, so <clears throat> let's get back on the seven blasph like of uh...
1: No, so the three unforgivable sins. Yeah. The okay. first one, like I said, is, is is for example, if there was a demon casted out, like in the days of Jesus, and they said that he did it by the power of Satan, that's blasphemy of the Holy so
0: Ghost. So people don't really commit that sin now.
1: They do. Some do. But but usually, uh, in these days, some people have never even seen a miracle. Yeah. Okay. Alright. But, but some people have. What's the so other thing? So second, the second that falls under blasphemy of the Holy Ghost, So there's two ways. The second way would be, in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 4, it says, For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened, so that means you've been told the truth and you're enlightened, you realize the truth, and have tasted of the heavenly gift, Okay, So they, you
0: have to have had received the Holy Ghost.
1: In this case, hold on. In this case, you're enlightened. You realize the truth. You say, hey, I, I acknowledge, I know that's truth. That's been proven to me. Have tasted of the heavenly gift. Okay, That means you've seen the, the powers of God. Okay. And have become partakers of the Holy Spirit. Meaning, you yourself have received the Holy Spirit. And... And to have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, so when if he they means fall away to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to open shame, that, that's basically saying that if you if you 've come to the knowledge of truth, you 've seen truth, you understand truth, you're enlightened, you've seen the miracles, the power of God you've heard the Word of God, and you yourself have been baptized by the Holy Ghost, you've received that, but then you fall away. It's impossible. If you go and deny Christ at that point and decide to, to go away from him and say, I'm not going to serve you any longer, you cannot come back to him. There is no repentance for you because it's like as if you're crucifying Christ again. So, but can you like... That's Hebrews 6, uh, chapter 6, verses...
0: Can you become baptized, receive the Holy six. Ghost, fall off, but <clears throat> never like deny God... And, like, come back and get baptized again. Well, it depends. As long as you're not, as long as it, it's not repeating the cycle and you actually repent, repent that depen- time. It
1: depends on what you mean by fall away. Like. But, but here's the thing. Like, is you kind of
0: stopped going to church. You kind of slacked off, you know. <laughs> Maybe you started drinking. Like, you were going through a rough time. So, you stopped going to church. Um, so, you started drinking. You just kind of went off bad and then you realize one day, hey, I don't want to be this anymore, and you start going to church and you repent for your sins and you stick to it.
1: Well, the thing I would say about that is is whether is is whether you're blessed enough to even have the time to come back to him because at whenever you get to a point in which you've received the knowledge, you received the Holy Ghost, at any point in time that you decide to slip up, the fact that you're still alive after that slip up is the pure grace of God because you've been given more You've been given more than a lot of people even in the Old Testament. Because the Bible says when Jesus came to certain cities and he did miracles. He did miracles in those cities. He said, he said something that, that should make people think. He said if these same miracles would have been done in Sodom and Gomorrah, they would have believed. But because of you, the miracles that have been done in your city and you still reject you're going to be judged more harshly than Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment so the fact is is the Bible says that to whom much is given much is required by the knowledge that you have you will be judged for it so if you've been given this knowledge you've been given these blessings of being able to see the miracles of God but then you decide to run away from him it's a matter between the long suffering of God and you and his walk because because it if it ain't for the pure grace of God, you could be you could be killed on the spot. People were killed in Acts for lying to the Holy Ghost. Much less falling away from it. They were killed from by lying to the Holy Ghost, saying, "Yeah, I sold everything. Yeah, I sold everything," because in the early church they were to they were to sell everything they had, and the church was like a one one foundation so that nobody would lack. Because those were perilous days mm-hmm. of persecution and and being killed, and so. They didn't want people to lack but some but there was two people there was a man and his wife who lied about selling everything, and they didn't just lie to God they lied to the holy ghost they lied to to the comforter they lied to to the to the to the power that they received they lied they lied straight up and they got killed on the spot so the fact is is that if you perceive if you if you take part in these miracles you received the holy ghost you've come to the knowledge of truth but then you go and do those things if by the grace of god that you're still alive after doing those things then whether your repentance is true or not is between you and god but i'll say that that'd be that'd be a very that'd be a very a very slim a very slim chance of of people who were truly mean to come back to god after they've tasted these things because once you've tasted of the things of the heavenly of the heavenly compared to the things of the of the worldly if you still want the worldly compared to the heavenly you didn't really want the heavenly to begin with that's why whenever we go to heaven after being saved we're not we you're still having free will but you've tasted of everything that the world has to offer and you're now in the presence of the fullness of God in his love and his peace and and it says that all tears will be wiped away the reason why you won't sin or or fall away, is because you'll have the knowledge of what what was want, once was. Those things ha- compares nothing to the joy that you'll have in heaven. So people say, well, why won't you sin in heaven? Because you'll know what sin leads to. You'll know how that what that stuff makes you feel. You'll know that this is how drunk being how being drunk feel, feels. This is how being high feels. But then you'll have the feelings that you're experiencing in heaven, and, and you'll say that these feelings are infinitely better than those things so you won't even will you, well, you even
0: automatically know
1: like will you at- automatically just not sin because like what well, i'm saying that you won't want to sin okay. your desire is so the bible the, your desire to and your love for god do, is so greatly i do but those also, things won't even be up in your mind you're going to be given a new body and you're going to be given a new name you're going to be in a different kingdom a kingdom that doesn't know sin and and you and you're not gonna want it because you you you've you've had you've had it and you've seen you've seen how how it makes you feel. Yeah. But the feelings that you're feeling in heaven, they're incomparable to the things that you once felt. You felt the the quote unquote peace of being drunk, but then once you feel the peace of God and how it passes all understanding, it it fails in comparison. It fails in comparison. I will take. I've never been drunk. But, I I mean, I've heard people who say they've been drunk but are now saved in Christ. It's incomparable. The feelings that you have when you do worldly things compared to the feelings that you have when God bestows upon you peace and joy is incomparable. It's incomparable. infinitesimally incomparable. So much so that you won't even have a thought to do those things any longer. And that's why. Because you won't miss them. You won't miss them. Okay. <clears throat> What's the next sin? The Like there's three of them? Suicide. Suicide. The Bible says the homers of themselves and mankind will not inherit the kingdom of God in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 9 through 12. Okay. But the thing about suicide also is the fact that you are playing God of your own life. Mm-hmm. You're deciding when you live and when you die. Also... How can you be- for, how can you ask for forgiveness whenever you're like you can't ask for forgiveness for something after you're dead yeah, so when you kill yourself, you can't ask for forgiveness for the sin because the bible says it's appointed to man to die once and then the judgment when you're dead, that's it you can't you, there's nothing else left there's nothing more that you can do you're dead. So you can't ask for forgiveness for something when you're dead. And suicide is taking your own life. But not only that. We have biblical grounds on why suicide would be something that would be unforgivable. Because one you're playing God. But two you're, you're harming yourself.
0: Yeah,
1: You're harming yourself. God does not want you to harm yourself. The Bible says do you not know that your bodies are not your own. For you have been bought with a price. And your bodies are a temple for the Holy Ghost. Christ paid for your body. With his blood, with his sinless blood, even the death of, a, of the cross. Our bodies are not our own. We've been bought. We've been bought with his blood. So. Uh, excuse that. It's raining. So, so that, that's what my thing would be about that is that you can't. Your body's been bought.
0: Okay. <clears throat> um, so those are the unforgivable sins,
1: basically sins that that are leading to death. That's correct. Uh these are unforgivable. Um What if
0: you were a satanist and then you were you were led to God and you became you you repented and you became a child of God and you stayed a, God, a child well, of God. Well, when you're a
1: satanist, you're not going to be a partaker of the heavenly things.
0: You're I know, be but, a
1: partaker of the demonic things.
0: But can like say um I don't know, like, a famous person or something, but, like, a kid who was in a really bad household, and, like, they just, you know, they were dark in the head, and they... Well, he
1: never received the Holy Ghost.
0: Yeah, well, they, they, like, they had never received the Holy Ghost. Um, they they never been, really, they, they never been, really went to church. They not
1: been partake, so the scripture says that they hadn't been partakers of the Holy Ghost. They haven't seen the miracles of God.
0: So, but, and they, so, they become a Satanist, and then later, like, I don't know, a couple years down the road, they decide... The Bible
1: says blasphemy of the Son of Man will be forgiven, or blasphemy of Jesus will be forgiven, but blasphemy of the Holy Ghost will not okay. be forgiven. So, so once if you, you blaspheme w- Jesus, you can be forgiven.
0: But once you receive the Holy Ghost... And you do that you cannot be forgiven
1: if you receive the Holy Ghost but then you decide to reject Christ you decide to to fall away from him and say you know what I really just don't feel like serving him anymore and let's say you even decide to go to the complete other side at that point you can't because the, the reason why is not just because Scripture says so but to put it into logical terms you have been given everything God has to offer you the only thing that you haven't been given yet is to experience heaven but you're not worthy to do that if you literally if you literally haven't been faithful with the with the things that he's given to you on earth because even the little things that god's given to you on earth you are already unworthy to have experienced we are unworthy to have god to dwell inside of us we are unworthy to see god do miracles and 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 to expound upon his majesty his his power, to see God's power we're unworthy to see these things alone but even more so to go to heaven I so, have a question so so hold on, before before you do that so if you are to experience these things and see the power of God and have God reside in you but then say, eh, I don't really feel like that's enough for me God's given you everything that I'm he sorry. has at that I'm point sorry. there's nothing left that he can do that, that would make you want to be with him anymore
0: that's mm-hmm. why I feel like personally I feel like and I, I've had people tell like I've talked to Uncle Wade I do not feel like I am ready to be baptized because I'm scared that if I do get baptized and I commit a sin and I, I don't know it's a sin like I want to go to church more I want to I want to learn about God before I I get baptized that I basically lay baptism, my life
1: down baptism of water is not it's not uh, it's return it's talking about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is went with, with the evidence of speaking in tongues and you haven't received that yet. Even if you get water baptized, you don't immediately get baptized by the Holy Ghost.
0: I know, but I'm saying like I do not even feel like I am worthy enough to even be baptized by water as of now because I I am just now going to church. I feel like before I get baptized I want to I want to learn more about God because it really has um you were they were talking about like shooting your faith up with these revivals you know like growing in faith and me going to church and seeing these revivals and seeing these people it has grown my my faith but i do not feel like i am even worthy enough for baptism through water because i do not know much about the bible i would like to go to church more i would like to learn more about the bible i would like to become knowledgeable of it in his word
1: peter didn't know he was a fisherman
0: I know but like
1: I Everybody, want Everybody if you look if you look at the people that Christ called to be his disciples you'll find a common connection and the common connection is is that they're not qualified. Peter was a fisherman.
0: But I just don't want even like if I do get baptized like I don't want to commi- commit a sin. We're same. all not
1: qualified. We're all unworthy. The fact is is that it's purely by his grace alone that we all can have salvation and the fact of the matter is is the only way that we will overcome is by the help of the Holy Ghost. It's that's the only way that we'll have conquer uh, have conquered sin is because because the gift that Christ is going to give to us because Christ Paid the price to be able to give us that gift. I feel like the Holy like Ghost is what gives you power to overcome sin. The Holy Ghost is what gives you power in general. The Holy Ghost is what allows you to do miracles.
0: When the preacher brought up to me about being baptized, because you know every time they have laid their hands on me, you know, like they they wanted me to receive the Holy Ghost and like they want to see that in me, I I, I always feel like there's something blocking my head. And I told him, he's like, "What's you know what's wrong?" And I said i don't know i just i feel like there's something blocking me and he said have you been baptized i said no i haven't and he said would you like to be and i said yeah maybe you know like that can be like a a, like a fresh start (sighs) to uh, me so the thing is
1: is they actually ordered uh some uh ropes like baptismal ropes and uh they, they got one for you and they're coming in but the thing about baptism is that it it's a part of acts 238 and so, God gives you an order, and sometimes God does special things outside of His perfect order. But the thing is, is generally, as a rule of thumb, the exception does not disprove the rule. That's a that's a philosophical concept. And the thing here is that if God gives you an order, you should follow it. And so, the order that He gives us is in Acts two thirty-eight. After, after Peter had given the Jews, uh, the the, the gospel message essentially they they heard this the Bible says in, in verse 37 Acts chapter 2 verse 37 it says now when they heard this they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles men and brethren what shall we do then Peter said to them in verse 38 repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit so there's three steps here the first step is repentance that's on your side the second step is baptism in Jesus name not in titles that's on your side and the third part is receiving the holy spirit that's on god's side so it says in the in verse 39 for the promises to you and to your children it doesn't say for the promises to you and your pastor it doesn't say the promises to you and an evangelist it doesn't say for the promises to you it is it, is to prophets only Or to apostles only or only to the Jews it says for to you and your children and to all who are far off as many as the Lord our God will call that promise is still today we can still receive the Holy Ghost now if if we if we haven't received the Holy Ghost we must ask ourselves our question what have we not done on our part if you haven't been baptized in Jesus name there's still something left for you to do on your part that's the thing. I'm going to be completely
0: dead brutally honest. I am caught up in the world. I I want to repent, but it's, like, hard for me to stay away from those things. Like, because I know there are certain things you're not supposed to do. Like...
1: Well, the Bible says that you're supposed to count the cost. The Bible says when you're going to build a building... First, you go and you count the cost and see whether or not you can actually afford to build the building. Whether or not this is going to be a fruitful plan. The Bible likens that unto the walk with Christ. You have to count the cost. You have to say, say, okay, if I go to Christ, I have to give these things up. Am I willing to give these things up? If it means to serve God. If the answer is yes, then you serve God and you give them up. But if the answer is no, then you choose to not serve Him.
0: That's the thing. I don't know God. And therefore, I don't really have any drive to count the cost, kind of. Like, I don't know God, which is why I want to go to church more. That's why I feel like I'm not ready to be baptized. I am caught up in the world. I do not know God. I don't have much of a relationship with God I never have I, I like we didn't go to church as kids and it's not until now that you know I started going to church and I feel like I do not know God how therefore, how can I have a relationship with God if I do not know him
1: <clears throat> the way that you have a relationship with God is when you have him to come dwell in you because then
0: that's what I want to do before I like before I get baptized I want to they say break bread with him read his word that's what he means when he says break bread with God daily that means read his word I want to go to church you know it really has it did boost my faith um when we went to those revivals and I really the messages that those pastors and people were saying to me I felt like when he was talking about carrying around baggage and saying God did not do that to you the the world did you know, and, like, it is hard to walk with God when you have baggage. You know, like, that will deter you from God. And well, he told you
1: you have to give it up. Yeah. You have to leave it at the altar. Yeah. The thing is, is that when you count the cost and you realize that giving, going to Christ means giving up the world. I don't know. That means you have to give up the world. I don't
0: know Do the you? cost, though, because I don't know God. I don't know the Bible. The cost
1: is that you have to, you have to quit. I'm not going to call you out. But the but people know what each and every one of their own sins that they struggle with. Some I don't. People, that's the
0: thing. I don't even really know the sins. I know, thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt obey the thy father and parent. Thou shalt uh, love thy neighbor. Um, I don't know if this is a sin or this was. So, I mean, like something the Catholic came up with, but gluttony. Um, that is a sin. But but
1: but the thing is, is that
0: <sighs> like I don't even know the sins. Like. I just know the basic Ten Commandments. Like, I don't even know all ten of them. I just know, don't murder, don't lie, listen to your parents, um, don't commit adultery, uh, and love your neighbor. That's, I know five of them. I don't even know all ten. Okay.
1: Well, it's very clear that you're not going to fully understand Scripture unless if you have the guidance of either A, your teacher, who's filled with the Holy Ghost, by the way, or B, you yourself have the Holy Ghost. You can't fully understand, one, who God is, two, what He's saying, and three, the, the bigger picture, the, the, prof, the prophetic aspect, the, the analogies, the parables, and the, the typology, and, and all the figurative language, You can't understand all the things of God without God himself. And the way that you have this is either A, a teacher slash pastor who has the Holy Spirit because without the Holy Spirit, he himself can't interpret it. Mm -hmm. Or B, yourself, you have to receive this in order to understand. And so the thing is, is that whenever you do get a hold about somebody who does have the Holy Ghost, whenever they tell you the things of God, if they reveal to you the things in your life that you're supposed to get rid of, you need to get rid of them. Yeah, and, but if you choose not to get rid of them, then you you're choosing not to follow God.
0: I feel like I'm not ready, like to get baptized, like, and I want to talk to the pastor one-on-one, and explain to him how I feel because, like, honestly, it is my decision, and I want to do it when I'm ready, and because, like, I know, I know, I I'm a sinner. I know I haven't been the best person. Like I have no, I know I've done wrong, and. I, like, this is an important decision. I don't want to mess it up. You know, like, if I, if I want to walk with God, like, I say I want to walk with God, I don't want to ever turn, turn, you know, like, I want to walk with God and keep with God. And I feel
1: like, I just want. The Bible makes it very clear about the statement that you just made. Romans chapter 3, verses 23 through 26 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath sent forth to be a pro- pro- propitiation through faith in His blood, to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are past, Though the, through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say, at this time His righteousness, that He may be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. We have all come, fallen short and, fall, uh, and, and come short of the glory of God. Um, But the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. It says, "But, but while we were yet sinners, it wasn't while we were righteous, it wasn't Christ did not come for the righteous. He came for the sinners to save them. That's what the Bible says. It says the sick need a doctor. But the healthy don't. It says. But God. Commended his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. That is the love. The Bible says in the next verse. Much more than having now been justified by his blood. Not by what we've done. We shall be saved from the wrath. Through him. Okay, We're saved from the wrath.
0: Are you going go to go to the church tomorrow? Well, my friend Kyle's
1: coming over. And then the next verse says, For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life.
0: We got ten minutes until we can make a part two. <coughs> right. Um,
1: to what?
0: Till like, we'll have to make a part two because the length is Kay. 60 minutes.
1: So, if, I just we're, we're, if we decide that we're not going to get baptized or we're not going to commit ourselves to Christ until we feel like we've gotten our life right we'll never make that commitment because your life will never be right without without God God.
0: okay I understand now
1: you just can't do it alone and that's why man struggle because they want to do it alone well i they don't... want to do it with their own power but the fact of the matter is is that you can't even with your own power make one hair on your head grow i don't you know you can't even make one single hair on your head grow much more can you do anything else i'm
0: already struggling and i have asked i have asked him to take that away from me
1: but have you been baptized no well the scripture says that you still have something to do on your part so, for example, if, if there's two sides to a contract, if I make a promise, or let's, let's make this analogy instead. If I make a promise to you, I say, if you do A and B, then I'll do C. But you expect me to do C before you've done A and B, is that fair? No. No. Especially if my A and B, or no, especially if my C is something you don't deserve. How much more than should you do A and B? If C is something you don't even deserve. We don't deserve the Holy Ghost. But the Bible says that. He gave it to us. Anyways. He gave it to us through love. And he himself. Even though we were unworthy. And we knew we were unworthy. He calls us worthy. Even though we were children of the world. He adopted us to be children of God. We are unworthy. We are unworthy. We were unrighteous. But. He said, here's my righteousness. We now have the imputed righteousness of Christ in us. I goodness. think I
0: understand now.
1: You can't do it alone.
0: Yeah. I, like, I understand now. Like, that's what people kept trying to tell me, but I never really understood. I was like, why can't I just wait until I'm ready? Like, why can't, like, why can't I, like, know more about God? But like, then again, I am struggling, and that is what's keeping me from God. And if I get baptized, you know, maybe that's what's holding me the back.
1: Baptism, the Bible according to the apostolic faith... Uh, Upon what happens on baptism is not simply just a profession of faith, but it is actually the cleansing of your past and you symbolically dying and rising with Christ into new life. Letting go of the old man, the old woman, the old is passing away. It's going under the water, but what's coming out of the water is simply the new life. It's the new you. It's 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 a symbolization of being born again. It's not necessarily being born again, but it is a prophetic action of you being born again and re- representation of that. The Bible even goes as much as say that if we don't if we don't uh, submerge with Christ, if we don't go under with Christ. And rise with Him through baptism, then we won't rise with Him during the rapture. The Bible makes it very clear that baptism is necessity to the faith. And it it is a natural cleansing. It's a washing away of the things that you have done. It's giving you a clean slate. I
0: understand.
1: But if you don't get baptized, you don't have a clean slate.
0: Yeah. I feel like I have gotten a lot out of this discussion. And I understand now. Like, I understand what people were trying to tell me, but I didn't, they didn't explain it to me in the, like, but now I understand. Like, I understand. Like, it doesn't, like, I can't just wait until my life gets better because it's going to take it's not God. Never gonna it's going to get better.
1: It, it's, it's, it's only going to take God himself yeah, to come in and do it.
0: I completely understand now. Thank you. Well, right. this is going to wrap up part one because we only got a couple minutes left. But I really okay. hope you guys have enjoyed this this podcast you've, you've got something out of it you know maybe it drives you to get closer with God maybe you know through this podcast God gave you a message that you needed to to receive um do you have anything to say Kyle
1: I'm a I'm an attendee and a minister in training at the First Apostolic Church of Escataba. we usually have services on Thursday night around uh 7 p.m and Sunday morning and Sunday night Sunday morning around 10 a.m. 10 uh, and uh, Sunday night around, I believe, 7 p.m. as well. And Tuesday can, nights? Well, are pr- Tuesday night is prayer night. But but here's the thing. The main services are usually Thursday and Sunday. And if you can ever attend and you're close by, come come and see us and, and we'll have a warm welcome for you. It's Again, that's the First Apostolic Church of Escataba. You can look this up on Google. And, uh, yeah, the pastor is Rodney Livingston. Uh, my name is Kyle Samples. And like I said I'm, I'm a minister in training I'm an evangelist and I'm a teacher of the Word of God and uh, I'm just a laborer in God's kingdom I'm unworthy for the things that he's given to me and 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 the opportunities he's given to me but I have to be faithful with these things and these people that he that he lead that he leads to me and from for the knowledge that he's given to me I just have to share it because to whom much is given much is required so if you ever have any questions like I said earlier in the podcast my Snapchat is there, and my Instagram is also there. Restate you can it. DM me. Again, I will restate it. My Instagram is SamplesKyle, S-A-N-P-L-E-S, Kyle, like free samples. And then my, my Snapchat <laughs> is Cross Ministries, K-R-O-S underscore M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S. All lowercase? And, uh, all lowercase. And you, can, and you can add me, ask me questions, have, have a discussion with me. And like I said, uh, I would I would look forward to and, 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 and welcome anybody who would like to come to the First Apostolic Church of Eschataba. If you'd like to come attend a service, I'd love to see you there. All right.
0: Thank you all. This is the end of part one, and I really hope that you just got something, something out of this. Um, I'm really proud of Kyle. Uh, if it wasn't for Kyle, I'd probably never be leaded to God, you know, because he's really driven me to go to church. Um, I never went to church as a child. And if it weren't for Kyle... And it weren't for his love of me, and to push me to go to church, I probably would have never even found God. But um, thank you, Kyle. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, go check out my other podcast. I am kind of, you know, they are about sensitive topics, uh, especially the one about Satanism. But it's then again, it is all open conversation. It's just to gain knowledge, you know, just expressing opinions and that's what i want y'all to express your opinions i just want to listen i want to know how everybody feels about everything um so go and check out my other podcast uh and thanks for listening to this podcast it'll be posted on spotify all over the place share it with your friends um thank you so much for listening and i hope you'll have a great night